0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison,
0: Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged episode 670 part two today with Patrick hope you enjoyed part one I this is, there's so many great goals. he's such a great coach and we're so privileged to have had him on the podcast but before we jump into that I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors first of all Dr. Dish um, they have supported us um, they have been there, ups and downs and um, we we love we love I, I mean I love their I love their shooting machine there's a reason um, that they support us, but there's a reason I support them. We have two of them in our gym, and um, it makes uh, it makes shooting and workouts and all those things so much better. So mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $350 off your next purchase. Yes, we love that. Also, go over and uh, go over and check out ttwips. for coaches who want to get better. It does definitely help keep the lights on and all these podcasts coming. But it's a great resource. It's something that I would have wanted as a young coach. It's the tools. It's it's your tool belt is what I say. Sometimes you need a screwdriver, flathead. Sometimes you need a, a Phillips. Sometimes you need a mallet. Sometimes you need a hammer. Um, that's your tool chest right there that you can pull from whenever you need something. So go over and check that out. And let's head off to the podcast. Um, that'd, be, what, that'd, be good. <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah, show. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I found is um,
1: we don't actually – I don't like them to go for too long because – it's difficult for them to train when they're at home. Uh, they're in a bit of a, you know, catch-up mode with all their friends and family, and then when they're back to me, I got to work them really hard for a week. And yeah. Normally, get them for like two training sessions before games. That fall. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. So there's a bit of that. Some clubs don't let their Americans go home at all. Um, they say you got to stay. You know, you're working Christmas camps or whatever the case might be, and right job for the year. So suck it up.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I can see that. We're, yeah. So, and, and yeah, we're, we're slightly different. There is, there is that little bit of leeway, you know, to be, to be decided and worked out with the students. But a lot of the times they'll come to me and say, look, you know, I'd like to take four days here and go and that's fine. Cause we don't have training because the university's closed. Right. And then they're back and they're saying, you know, I'm going to take one day. So i might end up missing one training session that I have scheduled. Um, but again, it, this is just something that I found helpful to remember what I did against certain teams and then, but I was keeping in the locker as we, as we got to move right.
0: on. So it's the stuff you're explaining is actually like pre pre practice planning. Like you're, you're, pre- yeah. you're, you're mapping out the year and then you're mapping out what you're going to need in for specific things. So I'm guessing when you're doing your practice plan, at least you have this one by you kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it guides me. So, and the yeah. certain, i tweak and change. So if we play a team in you know, our first game of the league and, after we've played them, because we, we won't have been able to scout them coming up to that, really, unless we were lucky enough to see them in a preseason tournament. Right. And so then after that game, we'll break it down and we'll decide, all right, actually, you know what, next time when we play them, we're going to do this, this, and this, because they're really not going to have issues with it, or we're going to change our defense this, this way because of what they're looking to rely on. So okay. it's it's a working document. It's, it's for me, you know, I'll put it out there and I'll have an idea based on, who was coming back from the other teams that I can find out. And then, and then we tweak and change it as we kind of go. But normally by, by October, I have it pretty much locked in because by then I have seen all the other teams in the league, watched their game tape, even if we haven't played. Um, and then, cause I know you love session plans. So
0: I do. Is it typical- calls them session plans? I love that. Yes. Yeah. So, um- a lesson plan. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, or practice plan, whatever you want to go with. Yep. Uh, so, for me, this is one that we, you know, we did last year in September. Um, so, the goals for the training were to, to continue embedding our key principles through gameplay. And this particular stage of the season, you know, we did a lot. Of, I do a lot of stuff with ball in hand. Um, there's probably one drill in there where there's no there's no defense, or they're not having to react and make a decision. So, and that's the very first drill that we do. With, I call it Liberty. It's it's one when you have two lines under the basket and you're literally catching finishing high and you just work in a, almost a circular motion joining one line after you shoot and going on to the next one so and we work and just shoot uh, at the basket at the block and at the elbow uh, and then from the free throw line it takes about four minutes we work as a team to to a goal we call it out it's a good one to start our communication and get going and you know, there's a few catchphrases that we put in there and just to remind the girls, catch high, finish high, particularly when they're close to the basket, you know, don't bring the ball down, give yourself that opportunity to get the shot off. Um, We will then do closeouts, but we'll do them where we're, until we do our ramp, which is our our, uh, exercise warmup, we don't, I don't allow contact. So I won't, I won't let them go one-on-one. I won't let them do any of that sort of stuff. Okay. Because, you know, that was the research that I did a few years ago with the national team and, and the advice that I got from the experts we were dealing with and, uh you know we've been lucky enough that we you know until this year we've had no injuries right none to speak of part of it i think is this then we will do a ramp and that's just uh you know it is um uh sorry it is uh moving stretching i can't even think of words not static like stretching dynamic stretching there we go
0: dynamic that's, stretching there you go yeah yeah, yeah. stretching exercises
1: yeah so and it's a set one that we do Um, And the last minute is if there's anything specific the girls want to work on. So um, I'm of the opinion that, you know, it's just purely about activation. So it's just about to, you know, to activate those muscles for certain things. So like they'll jump, they'll skip, uh, they'll come down off two feet and they'll, you know, change a direction. So that's all incorporated into that. And it it just takes a couple of minutes to do, but it just gets them ready to go. And then we'll go back into our close-up play, but we'll end up playing three-man or four-man. Um, but now we'll focus on, on on you know one of the things that we do we play a lot of, of ball screen offense okay face a lot of ball screen offense so big focus of my sessions are around how we deal with do you spent so you you run a ball
0: screen offense do you do you work spend a lot of time defensively on how to deal with ball screens and do you see yeah. a lot of ball screens in your league
1: yeah we do not not as much this year from the top team okay they were mostly of guards and and they just you know they ran a lot of motion stuff without okay to a ball screen but a lot of the other teams which who had post players ran ball screen stuff so um so we would focus on you know what i call jamming so where we jam under uh you know they're not great shooters so we'll identify in our scout and go under do you have a a glossary
0: of do you have a glossary of like so you're talking about jam we talk about i mean everyone's got a little bit of different terminology do you do you have, does, does the the national organization have terminology or do you have terminology within your club that you use?
1: I have my own terminology. It is pretty, pretty similar to what would be used here by a lot of the coaches. Okay. So, so for us, you know, it, it's, there's GM, um, there's switch, uh, there's hedge, we soft hedge or hard hedge, depending yep, okay. on how far you want to yep. push them. Uh, we'll ask uh, which i think is is pretty much the same as as what you would understand icing to be where we'll come off the screener and try and isolate the ball handler uh force them into onto staying on the side yeah uh, and then the one that i brought in this year is is one that i've kind of seen some of the euro league teams use and it's called tagging and that's where we run a, a we'll run a, a weak side guard or post in to take the the rolling uh screener okay we'll actually and then we'll run our, our guard who was guarding up high will sprint to cover the corner so it's any time we're in a strong side corner situation we work three man off off we use a
0: lot of that terminology it's it's yeah i mean i think that's the key is as long as you're using consistent terminology yeah, like we, yeah. when we switch we talk about talk touch take talk touch take you know yeah. um you know you're going to talk through it you're going to touch the guy and then you're going to take him you know those little things that, as long as you, you got determined, like you could ask an eighth grader that would coming to me, they know what talk, touch, take is. Um, yeah. But it's terminology, it's all that stuff. I think that glossary is super important. But it sounds like you do that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. I um, love. This that,
1: that is it. So, um, you know that that's normally about 20 minutes. Okay. Water break um, and free throws. So. There are certain times uh, on training sessions when I'll do specific free throw shooting and put pressure on players, but a lot of times we just want to get reps up and, and get them so that in a week they'll shoot, you know, somewhere between seventy and eighty free throws. Okay, just as part of their session when they're in and doing it. And, and we, as a team, shot seventy-seven percent last year. And
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: Within, yeah, there was nobody within nine percent of us. Um, it's, it's been that way for the last two years.
0: You can you can win games by shooting free throws. Trust me. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing around that is is—is it's time for the girls to talk and do a little bit of peer coaching. So right. the things that I bring in around that kind of – I have WB written there, which is water break. So okay. then you got to go shoot free throws, and then they'll have a talk about thing. And, and at the start of the session, I didn't say this actually, but we'll at the very start, what we'll do is we'll talk about right, what are the goals for the session today. So these are the four things that we want to come out of it.
0: So do you meet them
1: before
0: in do you have a pre practice do you meet them before you go to the court do you how does that work
1: Yeah so about, about 5 minutes before we can get onto the court cuz uh, court time is limited so we have our slot between you know 8 and 10 so I'll meet the girls uh, outside the the door to the court and we'll talk briefly just about right this is what we're focused on for tonight this is what okay. we're looking to done Um, and then they'll, they'll already have started to lace up their boots and stuff while they're outside. So that when we get in, we can hit the ground pretty well.
0: How do you feel? How do you
1: feel about your transition between drills? Uh, it, it works because I, what I try and do is I do it in segments. So, okay. The biggest thing for me is, is I, I used to get caught, uh, trying to explain it there and then. And I could be 10 or 15 minutes going through it over and over again. And then I come back the next session and think, yeah, you know what? They're going to know it. We spent four minutes on just this alone. And, you know, they're making the same mistake. So now what I try and do is, is I synopsize down to like the three keywords or whatever it might be for each of those or the actions that we're looking to do. And then from that, what we'll do then is, is we'll just break it down. So okay. we'll go into it. Here we are. We're only going to spend four minutes on it, or reach this goal, and and this is it. And if you've got a question, we'll talk about it during our water break reflection time. Okay.
0: So there
1: are that's, two or that's three minutes, minutes in in the segment, I try not to interrupt in between unless something has gone really badly wrong, or okay. you know, I haven't explained something right, and and we're just not picking up on it. So this particular section, then we you know we do we try and do an individual skill development part, but it's always one on one. So. You know, for here we just talked about uh post and uh, wing series. So we just worked on finishes, catching finishes, looking on focusing on our footwork, feeding the D with three different types of finishes that you know I would try and emphasize depending on whether we catch on the block, below the block, or, or above the block. Um and then we'll do a little bit on ball screen reads where we work in pairs. Um so we'll have two coming up and we'll just work either top of the key, so like a home situation, or we'll work uh side ball screen and okay. we we'll just about our, our different reads and what we're going to do out of it so um, that feeds into a lot of what we do when we're in our 3v3 4v4 as we start to build up so um then this particular session we did a lot on rebounding you know uh, rebounding i think is i always say it's the fifth skill in basketball and you know if you actually talk about teams how much time they spend doing rebounding yeah it's as frustrating as how much time they spend doing free throws yeah I, I, free throws uh, your team I don't know if you've time? been
0: watching last dance with uh, michael jordan
1: uh, I don't have Netflix, so I'm saving it up. And what I'll do is I'll get somebody's account and then binge on the 10 episodes.
0: 10 episodes. Okay. So so um, the last one last week was on um, Rodman. And, and, and you know, everyone knows he's probably one of the best rebounders ever. But what, what I found intriguing, and he said this in the last dance, and it pertains to what you're talking about in rebounding, he would have friends go to the gym when he was in the NBA and just shoot and he for hours. And he would just rebound their shot. Because he I mean, wanted he standing
1: on the, of the
0: ball. He, he wanted to know the flight of the ball. And and when and when you watch it, it will be crazy. He'll say, Well, here's how Larry Bird's shot went. And he knew that it had a lot of spin. So the way it would go because he had seen so much of it. Or this shot, da da. And it was like he was like that he knew that's how he was going to play and be on the court and be Dennis Rodman. But it was just intriguing that he picked that one skill and he became an artisan of that skill. Like I'm gonna just learn how the ball is gonna bounce when it hits the rim every time. Yeah. Um, so it's very intriguing. So when you watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. But anybody that's watched it will know what I'm 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 talking about. But that's a nuance that I don't think people I mean, he spent hours like Michael Jordan's probably spent hours on his floater, you know. Yeah. He spent it on reading the ball on a missed shot. It's crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, people don't spend time on rebound. At all.
1: No, and, and like, you know, percentage wise, it, it's all about that second possession game for teams and denying it to the other team and, and trying to cut down the possessions. Um, and then the other thing for me really is is trying to work the percentages of where shots are likely to go. Right. So you, got, you know, a lot of the teams will shoot threes, you know, so like sometimes some of the teams up to a third of their shots will be threes. So it's understanding, all right, where if it's a corner three, where's the most likely place that it's going to go for the rebound. So we'll, we'll talk about that a lot. Um, there's one drill in particular there which I didn't actually do up for you but I will um, okay. but I it pretty easily uh, we'll have four players outside two in the corner two on the wings sometimes five but normally four um, and then we'll work uh, four defensive players one in each block and one in each elbow and those four players uh, defensively will start to circle around but as they're doing that they're pointing at the player offensively they're closest to and calling it out so their team knows I have the ball, or coach has the ball, or you know, or one of the players has the ball, and then on my shout, they'll shoot, or I'll shoot, and then the players have to go box out, and then it's a defensive versus offensive to try and regain okay. possession. Of it. Um, it was actually one that I saw um, Lynn Mulligan, the Ryder Division One Women's coach, do, and actually one of her girls came to a, came to us this past year. She was our point guard um but i had seen her she'd come over and done a clinic uh, a couple of years ago and this was one of the drills she demonstrated in her clinic and i just thought it was really good because it it focuses on movement having to adjust communication letting your team know uh, and then starting to understand that you know when players crash from the corner when players players crash in the wing or players crash from the top you know there's different things that you have to do and we start breaking down a little bit then about you know how do you T bar them? You know, do you need to go all the way out to them? Do you meet them? You know, what you're trying to do is force change of direction, force them to stop and move that kind of thing. So okay. yeah, it's, it's a real good one. I found that the girls embrace it quite a lot and, and we had a lot of, you know, even offensively, the girls are learning how to read defenders trying to box them out, and it, it just gives them that opportunity. I, I
0: hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Um, but before we get any farther into this podcast, I want to make sure that we talk about our sponsor, our um, sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Lumen. The first handheld is a device that can measure your metabolism in a single breath. Like I've said before, I've been working on my breath. It was hard the first couple of times I did it. To tell you what fuel source your body is using for energy, for fats, for carbs, Lumen's device and apps provide you with a personalized, just for you, daily meal recommendations to help you reach your weight. Your nutrition, your fitness goals, and has been scientifically validated. If you want to check it out and and hack your metabolism today, go over and check it out at Lumen.me. Uh, use the code Coach Unplug twenty five. Coach Unplug twenty five. You get twenty five dollars off at Lumen.me. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Just gives them
1: that.
0: I, I, and I've said this on podcasts before, but an offensive rebound is a selfish thing. Like I tell my guys, if you get an offensive rebound, then that's your ball at that point because we're getting an extra shot. I go, you don't have to pass it back out if you have a shot. I mean, that's yours. Like you just went earn that. Go, you can do it. I mean, so yeah, there's a nuance to that too. Um, There is. Yeah,
1: When we're shooting well, I'd say, you know, your first option is go back up. Your second option is kick it out. And if you're open, you can let it go because, you know what, we just got one offensive rebound. We're in a good spot. We're yeah, right. we're,
0: at a, we're at a plus, like the plus-minus system. We're at a plus at this point because we're getting two shots. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend who, coach, uh, who was coaching, like, seven-year-old girls, and his philosophy was just throw the ball up as much as he can. Because, you know, the law of large numbers, it's the same with that. The more offensive rebounds you get, the more shots you're going to get at the basket, you're probably going to win more often, you know? Yeah,
1: um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah like we, we were – our sweet spot was about 80, 82 possessions per game. But Ooh, that's we
0: good. 80,
1: we were a bit hectic. But we were averaging – this past season we averaged 79 points. The year before we averaged 82.
0: You play what quarters?
1: Uh, four quarters, 10 minutes each. 10 minutes each, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, you know, it's pretty high scoring for, for women's basketball, but yeah. that's the level our league is at at the moment. You know, we've got some good players playing in it and we can get the, get the ball up and down the court pretty well. Uh, moving on after that, then we'll kind of do a lot of uh, small-sided games. So a lot of 3v3, a lot of 4v4v4, um, putting that pressure on, Started working work on their conditioning a little bit more and understanding and strong side action and where you're supposed to be on weak side action. We Again, a lot of ball screen stuff in this particular session put some constraints in as and when we need to um, working on defending against cutters. Uh, you know, if there's a screen away, you know, what are the reads coming off it, where we need to be on help rotations outside of stuff. And, um, then this particular session and I finished up with a transition drill, which I like, which I actually have for you. Um, one of the ones that I want to share. It's three V two continuous. Um, so it's all about decision-making for me. And you know, there's, there's a couple of little rules that I'll put in there, but there are more guidelines than rules. And okay. Um, then it's about getting getting teams to go and I kind of go to that. Then we'll do our cool down, circle stretch and review, and let the players talk about what went well, what didn't go well. Um, so after this one, the players felt good after warm-up. It's always something I check to make sure that they're ready to go. Um, and then they decided the need to talk more on, on ball screen D and let each other know a little, bit, a little bit earlier when stuff was coming. And then we do a coach's review. So for me and my assistant coach, you know, so... Here, just, you know, a couple of the girls were slow to start. Uh, NTTB, need to touch base. So need to reach out to them after training and make sure they're okay. There's nothing else going on. And then positive side box. I love
0: that. And a couple of coaches that I've been talking to about practice, it's like you always want to be checking in with all your players, but you know how hectic it gets. So I love that aspect of put them on the practice plan. You know, like just a a quick check-in. Like, how you doing? How's school going? You know? um yeah i love that i love that because we all get caught up in our day-to-day lives and our practice planning and yeah
1: it works for me um okay you want to move on to the drill
0: yeah let's move let's talk about that one i love that all right so um
1: there's a series of what we call 11-man drills so when you're given an advantage to offense and and there's lots of different ones this is one that i particularly like so um it's 3v2 continuous yep so the way we start, uh, we, we there's a few different ways you can start. You can start from a free throw. You can start from a strong side action, so off a ball screen, um, or a coach call at halfway. So sometimes we can have a fun game getting into it, and we might do that early in the season when, when we're just working on the girls getting up and down and starting to make reads. Um, this particular one starts from a free throw. Once the free throw goes up, any of the five players can go and get it. Normally it's the four players that are in. Right. Uh, and so there's no offense or defense. Everybody's hustling and going after it. Um, I like that start, yeah. Then we'll outlet to the, the free throw line extended. There's two girls waiting on either side, one girl on each side. So now it'll be those three players coming down. We put a lot of pressure on whoever gets the rebound to try and deny that pass. Uh, you know, in this particular situation, number one who took the free throw might try and cheat over after she knows she's not getting the rebound to try and steal the pass. And if she steals it, then she can go with the other two players. So it's about getting those reps and, and we pride ourselves on on trying to get those interceptions because it just makes us more hungry. Um, and it's something that, you know, I, I had built into it before. It used to be a bit a bit stagnant. You know, if you get that rebound, then there's no pressure on you. You make that pass and you're running on the other end. So now we keep that pressure levels up, force them to have to make decisions. You know, we try not to put the ball on the ground or if we do only for a dribble. So if we move on to frame three, then we, we try. I, I call the lane, so that middle lane from from right down the middle of the court, and I'm all about crossing the lane. I, I always talk to my players. If defense is set up in a certain side, then we try and cross the lane to force them to move, and then we try and take advantage coming in on the other side. So now it becomes a 3v2 drill coming down the other side. Um, so in this situation, uh, X5, which doesn't actually mean our center, it was just that girl that was particularly there. So she's right. crossed the lane, try and get over Because X1, if she didn't receive the ball, the odds are she's going to be first one down the court. So that's going to establish our strong side, bringing the ball over to that side. And now we're going to try and force the defense to adapt to it. Um, Speak a lot about getting to the elbow and keeping your dribble, not giving the ball up too early. Forcing the defenders to have to make a choice, particularly the back defender, because you have to stay on the ball. Once you give it up, then, you know, the number two there, the defender could suck back in and now suddenly becomes a two-on-two with a shooter up top and you get those percentages a lot of times. Whereas if you keep the dribble, and you keep it live, now you're forced that defender to stay with you and you're dictating to the defense rather than let them adjust to what you're doing. So, yeah, so we try and tack that strong side elbow. The shots we're looking for out of this is we're looking for wide-open layups, Um, or uncontested jump shots because we force the defense to react to a ball fake or protect the basket, that side of things. Um, And then once that shot goes up, any one of those five players are fighting for the rebound and then they release and come down the other side. So um, I just added down here, you know, after that shot goes up and they come out, sometimes you might get it to a post or a center who isn't that comfortable with the ball. So then the opposite uh, your opposite offensive player will cut into the middle and they'll take it and, and move it if people a guard. So we, we'll throw different adjustments. We might say, you know, you've only got two dribbles. You've got to release the ball before the half court so that we're forcing the defense to adjust into it. Sometimes we put a third defender in the, in the, in the backcourt and they're forcing us to, to kick over the halfway. So we still have an advantage situation once we get out of the court, but they're forcing us to have to think and be more careful with our reads so it kind of depends on how well the girls are doing off it so um and we'll run it for a period of time so we'll we'll go for for maybe eight or ten minutes or i'll say you know five good baskets and then, so five good baskets is either yeah. or a wide open jump shot that would not
0: you bad. do that with most of your drills like have a goal or something you're trying to do
1: yeah yeah um, almost all of them so um sometimes you know sometimes it is time and early in the season it might be that way when we're just trying to get more into the rhythm of what the drill is looking to get us out of but then once we're input uh, and pushing hard for our, for us to have targets so I think girls respond more it's their thing it's it's one of the things that they they constantly come back with is that they enjoy of having you know it brings that competitive element it brings those you know one of the feedback we did or review sessions this past two weeks and one of the things was can we have a whiteboard continuously on the side of the court so we can keep track of numbers on different things so
0: oh, i like that yeah
1: uh, players can run over and keep track of it themselves you know or the right. players are, yeah, are getting their water or whatever on the side before they step in so
0: how do you deal with water breaks during practice
1: um, so I have set ones, uh, after segments, but you can grab water anytime you're on the sideline. You know, if you're waiting to step in or you're waiting to move on. So,
0: and do you have like a, a bucket of water or do you have individual water bottles?
1: Everybody's got their own bottle. No sharing. Yeah. I know.
0: I'm telling you, I did that about 20 years ago. It's the best thing I ever did, especially with COVID-19. Now that looking smart, you know, I hate, yeah, don't share that, that, that. I will actually get upset if they start sharing water bottles. I know it's like, yeah.
1: Big thing for me was making sure they got big enough water bottles because it drives me nuts when they go, hey, coach, can I go out and fill my water bottle? And they're like, all right, that's the liter water bottle. So either you've drunk a whole lot of water or you didn't come in with it. You didn't
0: fill it. Yes, that's your responsibility. That goes back to those 10 things that don't require talent. Yes, you can do that. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like, jump up and down. Tell us how how great we are with uh, Basketball Coach Unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to him, Apple Spotify, Stitcher, podcast, Castify. There's all sorts of them. Anchor. Um, anyway, uh, we would love those. We read every one of those. Um, also, go over and check out Ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I'm challenging you right now. I, I would first of all challenge you. That there's not another membership site like ours where you know you, you you can ask my members. You call. You email. I will. I respond like that. Cause this is my, this is my thing. I love, I love doing this. Um, also go over and check out our other podcasts, uh, high school hoops with Jake and I once a week and teacher side gig. So especially for those teachers out there that are looking can hear other teachers that are doing similar things and, uh, keeping the, <laughs> keeping the lights on in their, in their houses. So let's head back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anything else with the practice planning?
1: uh no that was that was kind of it you know if, if you go back to look at it so i i kind of break them into 20 minute segments segments so works out yeah yeah so
0: if you could only do three things at practice what would you do like three things like out of all the stuff you do all year you can only do three things
1: right for me it's it's ball screen okay position yeah so we work hard in our transition to get up and down and get those and for me it would be uh rebounding but next season Like, I got to figure out more defense into that.
0: Uh, Into that. Okay. And when do you practice plan? When do you make this out? Like, I'm not talking about the the other two screens we were talking about with the season.
1: So, so this, this, so we train normally Tuesday, Thursday, and we might have a shoot around on Friday if we've got a game Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So I will do this uh, normally on a Sunday for the Tuesday, and then I will do this either Tuesday night or Wednesday for the Thursday because what we achieved and what we were good at will inform what I'm going to do in the next session. Also keeping in mind the bits that I want to kind of get. So if started. you do it
0: on Sunday, do you ever tweak on Monday?
1: Uh, yes. Especially if I haven't watched the tape.
0: If you're, if you're so. doing more. Yeah, I get that. Okay. I always intrigued when people do it. Like I'm, I may, I may come home, eat dinner, chill. Everyone goes to bed and then think about it for the next day. Um, I need time to process like, Ooh, that didn't go well. And we film our practices. So I'm, I'm blessed that I can watch. If it's like, Ooh, we didn't do that. Yes. I need to work on that. But um, I love that. I love just knowing when everyone kind of does it and, and those kind of things. Um, did you have anything else with the PowerPoint you wanted to talk about?
1: Dang, so yeah. So it was just about kind of values, attitudes, and goals. Okay. When we start our season, you know, we, we talk a lot and I try and get the, the players to define these as much as possible with, a little bit of guidance from me so around the values the standards of behavior you know your judgment of what's important in life what's important when you're part of our program when you're here with us when you're not with us the way you represent and the attitudes the way that you think and feel about something so like i'll, I'll put these up on on white uh, whiteboard sheets and and we'll just uh, flip church and we'll just have the girls fill in in small groups at the start of the season what they want to get out of it and then the goals you know we we have our season goals what we're looking to get done and then we start working on personal goals with the girls as well so um kind of feeds into the the review when i do a review with a player you know the or post review so i get the girls to kind of talk about how their season went what went well for them what they didn't enjoy what they you know they felt themselves they got to work on so a lot of self-reflection there um i'll give my opinion on those things um i'll also ask them for feedback about how they found the training sessions how they found the games how they found me as a coach and dealing with them um and then we'll talk about you know these are the the seven or eight things that we're going to incorporate into your workouts your strength and conditioning whatever it might be for your off season and then we talk about next season so you know like next season this is the role and see you stepping into if you can do this work during the summer and get to where we think you can
0: Right, so you're basically. I mean, yeah, I, I do that. I mean, I think that's awesome for for breaking it down because you're you're self reflecting with them, um, and then I I've, I that's probably when I learn the most about the season, which is sad too because I, yeah. I I do a mid season one that I have found successful um, around Christmas. Oh, yeah, well, around Christmas. It might be a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, around okay. Christmas. It's around Christmas. Um, usually, it's Christmas break is when I have time to sit down and I go through and do this is what I do. Cause you don't, I don't really know everyone's roles and I know their goals, but I don't know their roles when the season starts because roles change. Um, so I wait till about the halfway mark of our season, which is about December, January, but at, over Christmas is when I start working on it. And what I do is I take every player, I have them give me input. And then I go through and I say, I think this is, this is what I see your role being. And then I print it out and hand it out to everybody. And then we have individual meetings. So I want everyone to know everyone's roles. Um, So it's a process of sitting down with them, coming up together, talking about it, and then sharing it with everybody. You know, what's Johnny's role? Everybody kind of knows it. So then that goes back to the self-coaching I was talking about before. When Johnny's not doing that, then, you know, Sam's going to say something to John. That's not your role. Remember, blah, blah, blah. It's in the locker, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. Um, So it's an interesting concept that – I've always tweaked it because I always thought those exit things and the things at the end of the season were so good that I yeah. wanted input before before that um, yeah. to kind of, like, process during the season. And it's so hard yeah, to do it during the sense. season. It really it is. is. Uh,
1: now, those check-ins that we do and we put on a practice plan do help from that point of view. Yeah. yeah. where players are at.
0: I'm going to add that, the, too. I love bigger, that.
1: Yeah, maybe not the bigger uh, the bigger picture stuff, but the, the smaller picture day-to-day What's going on for you this week? It does definitely help. So
0: I love that. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some rapid fires. What uh what's your favorite brand of basketball? Like type of basketball oh. you use during a game? Molten. Molten. Do you like the feel of the molten?
1: I do, and, and the extra lines just nicer for shooting.
0: Okay. Um, does everybody use a molten?
1: Yeah, we do over here. We're we're they're a sponsor, they're also FIBA. So um they sponsor the leagues over here. So
0: Okay um yep i didn't know if anybody used anything else uh one word to describe your ideal player smart uh one sporting event in the world what would you go to uh,
1: it's gotta be the olympics especially with 3v3 coming into it that will
0: be interesting
1: i Oh I'm a massive believer in three v three.
0: Oh it is it is like no until you're like in seventh or eighth grade, you should not be playing anything other than three on three. No,
1: no. And it's a different skill set, but it the skill set complements five by
0: five. The well, game, the, well, first of all, the game of basketball the, is, the game of basketball is not five on five. It, no. If you watch it, it's two on two and three on three. <laughs> That's all you know,
1: except for at times division one level, because I look at it and they're saying they're very role orientated, unless you know a lot of guys. Yeah. and then you're kind of going, uh, you know, you're missing something because you're not getting these opportunities.
0: Yeah, you're missing all the. It's going to be interesting with the Olympics. I feel, um, you know, these Olympians can't even do their trainings. Like, it's yeah. Um,
1: well, it's pushed out to next year. We've it been, is. We've been getting some good news here actually. Just last night, so we've been given a, a phased. Uh, plan so long as certain tick marks are hit so we we think we could be back uh, whatever normal will be but come in late august mid-august late august and so. will
0: you let people come in and out that's the question yeah we're not we're not
1: 100 on that I, I would imagine it'll probably be country by country basis just the same as there'll be warnings if there's certain countries that have a lot of a lot of cases still and then be side of
0: it, and so. that's what has to that's what worry you about the u.s people
1: yeah and and you know to be honest i'm looking at other options in case americans aren't able to come in for this season
0: so right yeah that it's going to be europe and stuff like that right because i think that might be an easier twist um what's your favorite pre-game meal
1: uh pre-game meal Um, no
0: one said the typical irish one from the us that we think you eat you know
1: oh what's that spuds and cabbage bacon yes yes (laughs) you wouldn't have that prior to a game uh i might (laughs) is my mother's cottage pie so it's like minced beef with vegetables and then you've got uh, i prefer sweet potato topping so sweet potato mm-hmm. mash on top
0: Ooh, that sounds really good
1: oh yeah it's gorgeous um but my my go-to meal probably before training and stuff uh, is i'll just make some tacos
0: tacos pot pie they call it well midwest thing is they call them pot pies they make them in a big right. pot and it's uh one skill not being taught in today's game. Probably the mid-range. It is. And it you know is, what I is. think? I think the next, if you first of all, if you again when you watch Last Dance, Michael and Rodman had unbelievable mid-games, and they also used a bank shot a lot, yeah. which is a skill that's I don't know why it's lost. Like Michael would be airborne like this, and then it's like, oh, I'll just throw it off the board. It's like he was so good at it. Um, but I think there's going to be a shift back to that mid range because I think defenses are coming to the point of taking layups and threes away, <laughs>
1: unless they extend the three point line even further.
0: Yes. Well, my issue, at least on the guy side, is the court's not wide enough. It's literally not wide. The bodies are too. Te-
1: <laughs> yeah, we play FIBA regulations here, so we're we're bigger than your college or high school. We're not as big as NBA, but we're we are bigger. So it does, you know, for the you're line-
0: longer you're longer. Yeah. Yeah, so- but you're not wider.
1: No, uh, but our three-point line is, is further
0: up. So. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is you look at the NBA, that corner is like twisted. I mean, yeah. that's why I think they got to make – I don't know. I think the NBA should be the first move to make it just ten, five feet wider on each side just to give them more space because um, yeah. they're Facilities, so affo- –
1: that's going to be a problem. Huh? facilities like over here where we're so tight Custom- oh no i i i I'm, I'm not saying i
0: i would say it would be like a hundred year move like you know every time someone builds something new they have to widen the court um yeah because it's not it's not reasonable but the bodies are yeah even at our level we we play 84 feet so the the court is shorter but it's not wide enough even for you know the guys that i'm coaching that are like d1 basketball players um uh one thing you do to relax what
1: do i do to relax i love going to the movies so
0: okay it's
1: big for me yeah it's just nice to go watch some mindless entertainment
0: that's why you gotta get netflix coach
1: uh, i got amazon prime and i okay. got so i'm okay for the moment okay
0: uh one coaching te- technique you think's important empathy amen i'm gonna snap on that one uh best player of all time for me is jordan Best player you have seen in person?
1: Oh, well, I, I saw Jordan. I saw my aunt lives in Chicago. I saw him play uh, just before he retired, um, and I met him when he was over here coaching our playing. Golf.
0: He's tall, isn't he? It's
1: surprisingly tall. yeah, you know, for for somebody who's a guard, you know, that six six is comfortable. Six six, so yeah, it's um. Oh yeah, uh, can I just make one point? Yes. And American colleges, please stop inflating the height of all your players. <laughs> to the stage now where you know it's a joke over here when they come over and go oh man they shrunk on the plane
0: right oh yeah. i'm sure like so i do. Well, i do one of two things on the roster so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you a tidbit for the young coaches so when i do my roster and i send it out i do one of two things i either make us taller by about two inches yeah. or i shrink us so if a kid's six foot he's either going to be six two or he's going to be five mm-hmm. ten yeah so they're gonna, the coach is going to, if you haven't scouted me, you really won't know, and you'll go, man, they're tiny. And then all of a sudden they'll walk on the court, and it's like, or the other way, we're really short, and then they think we're taller than we are. But, yeah, you're right. Shoes or no shoes. I ring shoes. and I
1: ask. Yeah, I ring and I ask. You know, so we've had, a, we've had scholars now for the last, you know, six, seven years, so I'll remember and say, right, do you know this person they played in your conference? Or and now they might be back there, and they might be assistant coaching over there. And I'll say, right, is that a legit 6'6"? Six, six? Right. Or, you know with the inflated six six, you know. Right? So are they are they six four? A big, a big difference over here, particularly in the men's game.
0: Oh, in the men's team, I'm guessing you want bigger guys to come over.
1: Almost all teams do, yeah, because we have a lot of good guards, and and there are a few teams then that will have size, uh, whether it be European or they just got big some big Irish kids. Um, but yeah, almost all teams are are looking for size. You know, our tallest guy last year was six four, so. And that was actual 6'4". So. What do you
0: think the strongest aspect for the guy, on the guy side and the girl side, um, what's the strongest skill set they have?
1: Uh, they need to be, you know, I would, not always, but I would probably take a really good D3 player over a mid-major D1, almost 90% of the time, because the D3 kid will have done a bit of everything. And so long as he's a scorer, which is, you know, what we bring them in here to do, um, it, it, you know, we we've, we've wor- I've worked out that, it, you know, I've got a pretty good idea where it'll translate. Predicting the girls' game, like if a girl is averaging 15, 16, 17 points in the MAC or the Patriot League or the Ivy League, then that equates to about twenty-five over here. So, you know, that's what I'm looking at. If she's averaging ten or eleven, then you know, depending on her type of game, she could end up getting twenty. So, it's, it's trying to find those in between. Um, but like the, some of the D three kids that have come over here have just been ridiculous. 40 50 point games because
0: they just because they can they can do everything
1: yeah, yeah and I, like because all the really good d1 kids will go play pro
0: right right Here isn't so, really do you look, so my son's steps. going to my son's going to middlebury do you look at the little ivy's
1: yeah we do uh, we've had kids from middlebury here uh, uh at least one girl has been over here from middlebury so
0: yeah yeah it's a great school kids that's, kids where my, that's where my son's going he he can he can he can shoot the legit three like um
1: you you need to tell him to get in touch with sport changes life get him yeah but he's
0: only gonna be he's gonna be a front i mean first of all we're not even sure if he's gonna gap year this year is he gonna take a year off okay. um but then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep it in mind when he's when he's getting ready to graduate because he can sh- he can legit shoot like legit shoot. Um, yeah. But the best thing about this this quarantine is I think he's put on about ten pounds. He's out working right, on okay. his weaknesses. It's like he's kind of getting like it's part. It's part of his routine. But um, anyway, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's I, I would guess you'd want big kids. Like
1: yeah, a lot of a lot of the times, you know. Again, you know, f- predominantly, if you look at they- most. Kids come in here, they're looking for a six, seven, six eight kids.
0: So the ki- first of all, the kids that go to little the like a Middlebury or the little Ivies or Ivies are really smart kids. Oh,
1: yeah, and that's and they're not necessarily gonna try
0: to, thing go thing. to go to Slovenia and play professional. They're gonna go, I wanna get a degree and play basketball and yeah. Um
1: have another year, enjoy it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. They're not, they're not chasing. I think a lot of the D one guys probably on the guy's side, especially are trying to chase yeah. a dream still.
1: So, yeah. And, and that's okay. No problems. And a lot of the D one kids are good. I'm just saying a lot of them are role orientated. Yeah. You know? and, and over here we need to, to do a bit of everything. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, you're a six, six guard from, from uh, D one school here, you're going to be a center and you're going to be marking some big, massive European, and you're going to get beat up and it might be nothing like what you've done back home
0: right but if you're a guard already you're a guard already that's the thing yeah. is you can yeah, yeah i can see how that Sorry. works um one thing that helped you become a better coach uh,
1: listening Don't even uh, best game
0: anything. best game you've seen in person
1: best game i've seen in person um, australia the nbl their professional league yep. so Last year, the semi-final where uh, Melbourne United played against the Sydney Kings, uh, who had Andrew Bogut. Okay, so so that's
0: a legit league, from what I hear.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think okay. Lonzo
0: Ball went over there. Over there played. this year. I
1: spend a lot of time. My wife is Australian, so I spend a lot of time watching basketball. And when we go over, I, I see it when I'm over there. So, yeah. Um, and then I guess the other it's an, inter-
0: it's an interesting country in the sense that because I it's, like I said, it's on my bucket list. But people really live on the outside of Australia, right? oh yeah yeah yeah
1: it's like all over you know for, for such a big big country you know you've, you've got your pockets but then they're split split all around
0: right yeah it's it's that's what intrigues me yeah it's i almost went to grad school there um queensland i i thought about it it was close um beautiful
1: country beautiful isn't area it? beautiful territory like,
0: yeah it's just close. oh i know i i in some i ended up going to dartmouth which is in new hampshire which is also very gorgeous if you've ever been to the east coast of the u.s gorgeous but the kid has
1: applied for the program this year what it has applied for the program for
0: girls or guys guys really
1: yeah
0: yeah well i i've my i have a player there that's a junior he was second team all ivy he's legit like legit um great kid um yeah. We'll have to keep that in mind. I mean, he would, if he played for you guys, you'd win it. I'm telling yeah. you, he's that good. Like okay. he's legit and he's six, six. After we here.
1: finish recording, you can tell me, you can send me his name.
0: I will send you his name. Um, very smart kid. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to share it with anybody else. So the, don't call me any, anybody else in, in, in Ireland. Um, one word to describe your coaching style.
1: I would say encouraging.
0: Okay, best basketball coach of all time. I was
1: lucky enough to see a clinic with Coach K and and meet Doc Rivers that time when they were off and they were touring around actually Asia. I was in Dubai at the time and they spent a couple of days there, um, and he just struck me his knowledge. Like I I know he he can be a polarizing coach for some people. I understand that, um, but
0: but you know what? Here's here's something one of one of my friends told me. He's polarizing because he wins. Yeah.
1: i I just love the fact that he you know he gave a really educated answer on every question that came up in that
0: he's extreme i mean you don't go first of all duke is like an ivy league school you're not you're not staying at duke if you're not smart he's coach k is here's what i tell the young coaches too. coach k and john wooden two of the best coaches probably of all time both of them almost lost their jobs like coach k had like two or three losing seasons to start it until he got that group in um they were ready to get rid of him at Duke. And now look at him. He's like the winningest coach of like of all time on the guy's side. Um, yeah. One book you'd recommend that I think you mentioned it before.
1: Yeah. So that, that one. Um, so coaching the individual and in team sports by Philip Kerr. So uh, it's a, it's a quick read. It'll take you about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes to go through it, but it's just got a lot of nuggets. You know, it's one of these ones where I think a lot I got to of- get
0: him on. I got to get him on. We'll talk about that afterwards. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It'd be, I I'd, 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 that'd be an interesting. Cause he
1: coaches a different sport. So it's just, it's nice to have that take.
0: I on- love that. I love having guys. I mean, for, for the, and when we were talking about mentors earlier, the mentor does, I mean, I have mentors that are not coaches of basketball. Like yeah, it's okay exactly. to have mentors that do other things, um, Absolutely. because Absolutely. you know
1: <laughs> how much how much of our job is X is
0: um I would say less than thirty percent.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. Thirty percent is what I have it at.
0: Yep. So, and 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 if you'd asked me that twenty years ago, I would have said yeah. yeah. seventy <laughs> percent. Yeah.
1: Exactly the same. Yeah.
0: I'm a, I'm a, I'm married to a psychologist. Literally, I like you know, if I yeah. If you can convince it's a special thing from someone that's I've coached a really long time. I had some really special teams guys play. I mean, I I, more than a handful of professional athletes, a couple NBA guys. When you get that special, like um, that special relationship where everything's kind of clicking and everything's kind of going, it's like, it's like lightning. I refer to it as lightning in a bottle. And that that comes because you've built relationships and they will literally run through a wall for you and then you can just sit back like literally that it's the self coaching it's the i'm going to take care of the locker room why aren't we winning why aren't we executing why are you late all those things don't fall on i'm just i'm just along for the ride at that point and it's it's a wonderful thing when you can do that um but the young coaches want to run coach k's offense and But defensively, I would run Coach Bennett's defense from Virginia.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: He's legit. Tony's a great guy, too. Tony's a great guy. Um, One thing, last question, one thing you would tell a young coach or your young self?
1: Probably the biggest thing is to talk to as many coaches. doesn't have to be basketball, like you said, as possible. So just talk about the game, talk about people, talk about leadership, talk about culture and all these conversations will, will, you know, some of it will stick and then little light bulbs. I'm a big believer in light bulbs. Suddenly you're listening to somebody else talking about something. and
0: Yeah. I refer to them as golden nuggets. Like you find a golden nugget every once in a while and you never know when it's going to like, God, I was talking to a coach a couple of weeks ago. I'll give you one that I, I learned and he makes the winners of his contest run rather right. than the losers. And I go, well, how do you sell that? He goes, well, early in the year, we don't do that. But later in the year, it's like, do you want to get better? Cause if you want to get better, you're really going to, you're going to want to run. You're going to want to be in better shape. Yeah. And it was like, Ooh, I like that. I'm going to try that. Absolutely. You know, it's like those yeah. little pieces of like, Oh, that makes sense. That how you talk about it. That's, um, yeah. yeah is that great? Uh, so thank you coach I appreciate you taking a, a late Saturday afternoon off um, how's the weather right how's the out? weather in, how's the weather in Ireland in in May
1: well we, we had rain t- what, over the last three days we've pro- we've probably only had rain over the last three weeks or, or, or two days ago so we just had two days a little bit of rain a little bit more forecast this week but we've had a lot of sun but it's been cool uh, so 1819 for us over here so okay. that's this so i think that equates to maybe 60 70 60s, 60s. yeah 60s. yeah that's about yeah. You're,
0: you're very similar to us like we're in the 60s yeah. i think it's gonna be 65 today and sunny so okay. um well go enjoy the weather i appreciate it coming on thank you coach thanks so hey, everybody much. i hope you're enjoying the podcast make sure you subscribe like um we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.